Show me something. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Show Me Something podcast. My name is Abby. I'm Jacob. I'm Will. And I'm Trevor. And this week I showed the boys the 2015 hit Broadway musical Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> first guest. And we got our episode. first guest, oh. boys. I <laughs> <laughs> got him. Yeah, first guest episode. It's very exciting. It could be nobody else other than Abby, quite honestly. Thank you. I'm honored to be the first guest. I'm excited. Honored to have you. Honored Hopefully first you. of many. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, so yeah, this musical is basically obviously about uh, Alexander Hamilton and his life. It's based on um, a book by Ron Chernow, which is he wrote an autobiography about or a biography about Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard good things yeah, about cool. Chernow. I don't know anything about biographies, but apparently he's like a very good biographer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Biographer. Yeah, I was waiting to see if you were going to throw a weird <laughs> syllable in there or something. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, it's cool. I've heard about this for so long, and like we, kinda, I think we kind of knew Abby was going to bring this as her first thing. Yeah, it's one of my favorite musicals. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was really huge a couple of years ago when it first came out, and now it's back on people's minds because it finally premiered on uh, Disney Plus. So Mm -hmm. um, people like us can finally see it. You know, not aristocrats that live in New York City, (laughs) or people who are obsessed. Go ahead, Trevor. I'm sorry. Yeah, or people that are like obsessed with musicals that would actually go to New York to watch it. Yeah, like I Abby, aka me. Did you see it? Did you see the original cast run? I did, um, but. It was only because uh, my roommate at the time won the lottery, so we got tickets for 10 bucks. Fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. Front yeah. row. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> and it was Damn. before that recording, right? Yeah. I saw it. The, the Disney Plus recording was recorded over three days in, I think, June of 2016, and I saw it in January 2016. Gotcha. Before the curve. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It was recorded over three days. Yeah, I think that I read two of the recordings took place um, like with live audiences so that the actors could like feed off the audience. And then they did certain shots, I think, without an audience. Yeah, hmm. that makes yeah. sense. Because there was some there was some cut. Like I noticed there were some camera cuts that didn't make any sense because like mm-hmm. there was a camera like right here in their face and then another one right here in their face that would have been a cross shot. So like I was like, oh, they must have just yeah, I, I didn't couple- really think about it. But and it makes sense to know that they did it over a couple of days. There was a couple of really like tight close-ups that I was like, wow, yeah. that must have sucked for the audience that was at this recording. No. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm pretty sure that when they filmed it with the live audience, it said that they just put cameras in the audience. So any close-up shots would have been the time when it was no audience. Yeah, makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to hear what you guys think because um, I love it. So how did you guys feel about it? Jacob? Um, yeah, so, (laughs) um, I had known about Hamilton for a long time, obviously dating Abby. Um, I had listened to a lot of the songs before, especially, uh, Guns and Chips. Um, I'd listened to a bunch of times because that song is a banger, Mm -hmm. but, um, I had never seen the, the play. We never got a chance to go see it, like, when it came here or anything because the tickets were super expensive still. Um, but yeah, I was excited to watch it, and then, uh, we watched it earlier today, this, uh, in the morning, and, um... I thought it was all right. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I'm just not. I, I'm just not uh, a, a theater person. I don't. I. I don't get captivated by theater performances usually, um, musicals or regular theater. It's just like I can't immerse myself in it. It doesn't. It doesn't feel real enough to me. Like I can when I watch movies or TV. When like I'm not thinking about like them being actors i don't know i just can't get immersed for some reason um seeing productions like that i mean they're fun like they're they're mm-hmm. really dope and like the the writing is great the music was really awesome um and the performances were really sweet but i just couldn't i don't know i just wasn't super entertained <laughs> <laughs> i wish i was i wanted to be more entertained um <laughs> but yeah so because of that uh i'd probably give it like a uh six out of ten um yeah, I think that's that's yeah. where I'm sitting. What, ab- what about you guys? Want to go, Trev? Well, okay, yeah, I'll go. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I have, I don't think I've ever seen a Broadway performance or, or like a live theater thing before. Um, and if I have, it was not enough to make me remember it. I guess uh, this though, I was pleasantly surprised. Honestly, 
it's very long. It's yeah. it's very long, and so there were Theater, man. quite a few times that I was like, "Wow, how much?" Well, more and I will say it? that the the length of it is like I noticed obviously watching it on Disney Plus that it felt way longer obviously than if you were to see it in person, because in person at least to me it kind of like flew by but when you're just sitting on your couch watching it normally it does feel much longer than it would have been like in the theater yeah it felt super long yeah but but yeah otherwise i was not expecting to this to enjoy it i did go in trying my best to have an open mind but i was not expecting to enjoy it but i did i actually did enjoy watching it uh it was kind of cool something i'd never really experienced uh only a couple of things took me out of it kind of like I, I, I just, like some of the performers playing multiple parts kind mm-hmm. of threw me off a couple of times where I was like, wait, is that the, is that the same guy that was just this other guy? And it was because I guess that's, I guess, is that how Broadway works sometimes where they just, I mean, sometimes the only other instance of that, that I can think of is that I'm pretty sure in the theater production of Peter Pan, I think Captain Hook and Wendy's dad are traditionally played by the same actor. Um, I mean, that kind of makes like, sense, narrative, like... like. Well, it's to, po- it's to, like, show that she's afraid of growing up and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, it's, I think, more so... They're not supposed to be... They have parallels, like, each, per- each actor who plays two characters do have parallels, but they're kind of, like, opposites instead. So, like... Um, oh, what's her name? The girl who played uh, Jasmine jones i think her name is um she played peggy schuyler and maria reynolds and it's kind of like in the first act that's the one um schuyler sister showed that he doesn't really fall in love with and in the other second half it's the one girl that he does fall in love with um but each character still has some sort of love for him okay that's fair okay so that made a lot more that makes a lot more sense later they're trying to show Okay, I was more thinking, like, his yeah. son and the other guy. Just, like, at one point. Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, he's, well, like, that's doing, the, like, a I recap think... of characters. And he's, like, Lawrence and my son. And he just spins to, like, I guess signify that he's, he's being two around, different yeah. people. And I'm, like, okay, sure. That was a little odd. But overall. Yeah. Well, and I think. Oh. Nope, but go for it. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that one, I think, is just because, like. And they say it in the opening song. Um at the opening song they basically say like that actor who plays Lawrence and um philip his name's anthony ramos and in the opening song he says me i died for him and both of his characters died for him same thing with the girl who plays um peggy and mariah reynolds she said me i loved him and both loved him in different ways and the um who's the other one? Oh, jefferson and lafayette they said me i fought with him and one meant fighting alongside with him and the other one fighting against him politically so it was there was a reason for it um but i understand when i first started listening because i started listening to the music before i ever saw the production and when i learned that it was the same people i was kind of thrown but i'm i'm so used to it now and i understand the reasoning behind it but um yeah that's that's why they did that okay and that makes that actually makes kind of nice sense now I, i appreciate that a bit more yeah uh but overall i did enjoy it uh the songs were cool it was funny uh, yeah. Uh, overall, I think I give it a seven, seven and a half, eight, maybe. Eight out of ten. Cool. I had a good time with it. I would yeah. probably, I would rewatch this actually. If someone was wow. like, I never have seen Hamilton, I'd be like, you if know you have what? A lot of time. I'll watch it with you. I you would, would rewatch it on Disney Plus, or you'd want to go <laughs> see it like in the theater. No, I'd watch it on Disney Plus. You wouldn't want to go see it in the theater? See, I would rather go see it in the theater. I would like to see and, it like, in the theater. But I, also... I don't think I would ever watch it again on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I, I would like to see it in the theater. I think that would be cool, but I'm not going to pay for the tickets to go to it. I don't like it that. For the for the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't pay for the tickets to go see it. I would rather I already have Disney+. Plus. I'll just sit down and watch it with somebody else. Classic on my Zoomer. own. <laughs> On my own, I wouldn't probably watch it again, but... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Will? Yeah, so uh, I lived in New York when this came out, so was very much, like, caught up in all the frenzy. Um, I have been in and around musicals my whole life because my family loves them, 
but I, it's never really been like a thing that I uh, have gravitated towards. I've seen a few things on Broadway, and they're always like pretty cool, um, but like not something that I am ever voracious about, or like I wouldn't say that I seek them out. This one was tricky because uh, it came out and was so like insanely buzzy and hyped, and like everyone loved it. And I had a weird relationship to that because, <laughs> like, as someone who, uh, you know, your typical, like, white New York suburban teenager who loves hip-hop. So, for me, seeing that amount of press and praise and, like, all types of people loving this thing that's rooted in a thing that I love and cherish, and, like, for it to take a Broadway musical to get people to appreciate hip-hop always kind of rub me the wrong way that's entirely a personal thing and isn't fair at all to the piece but i think for that reason i've kind of never really like tried to watch it or uh see it i did listen to it one time uh probably like four years ago um just the once and i was like yeah this is cool like i get it um so i was excited to watch it because and i we were actually going to watch it before we even found out that you were going to guest abby and, and bring it for us so I was excited to watch it, and um, I mean, it's fucking amazing. Like, there's no, there's no two ways around it. Like, I, it's like a stunning piece of work. Um, mm -hmm. Marissa and I fucking loved it. I cried like a bunch of times. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, oh my gosh. It's uh, it's a real fucking just a beast of a thing. Like, the level of craftsmanship that goes into writing this entire thing. And the performances, I mean, like, uh, yeah, like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, I don't know if I would watch it again, honestly, but that might just be because I don't want to ever not feel the way I feel about it right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I loved it. It's an easy 9 out of 10. And, yes, like, yes. I'm probably only not giving it a 10 because it's a musical and, like, it's just hindered by the form. Um, that's not, like, really my bag. Uh but, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I don't know. Like, my dad, growing up, my dad used to listen to opera music. And he would, like, sit and just, like, cry, listen to opera. And I always, like, thought that was hilarious. But, like, here I am listening to this musical. And I'm just, like, weeping at the talent of their singing. Yeah. Like, not even about, yeah. like, the plot, like, the plot or the performances. But just, like, the sheer power of uh, Angelica's voice in particular. Mm -hmm just absolutely fucking wrecked me like every single time um so yeah I, I i really loved it and i'm very grateful to have seen it and i'm very grateful that it's available to watch you know obviously mm -hmm. i can't even imagine what it would be like to see it in person especially with the original yeah. cast i i, I don't mean, when 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 i saw it in person at the end of the show when we were all standing clapping i was like ugly crying yeah like yeah. so many tears i was so overwhelmed like yeah. And for me, like, it's the, it's so, it's so much, like, it's the music and the singing, but more so than that, it's, like, all the themes throughout it and how everything comes back and has double meetings and stuff, like, that's what I really love about it. Yeah, and that's, that's true, like, when you were explaining the, the double casting, uh, like, I didn't even think about the double casting in terms of a thematic uh, reasoning, I just know that's a thing that happens in musicals sometimes, there's, like, people mm -hmm. that double up. Also, like, why would you not use David Diggs as much as you possibly as much. can? Yeah, like, come he's on. amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I I, mean, it's incredible. I don't really know how I'm going to talk about it because I just want to, like, listen to Angelica sing for three more hours. Like, that's really, <laughs> yeah. that's, like, really all I, I care about. Yeah, so, yeah, easy 9 out of 10. And Riss, Riss uh, said 9 out of 10 also, uh, if not nice. 9 and a half. She was, like, she loved it. She's been singing Hamilton for the last two days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, big, big, uh, big fans. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I have to, I mean, I have to give it a 10 out of 10. It's like one of my all-time favorite musicals. I love what it stands for. I love the people in it, the voices, the themes. I just love it. And I, I spent, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to that full album. Like millions, I don't know constantly in college yeah. that's all i would listen to in college so i give it an easy 10 out of 10 i love it yeah hell yeah 
I'm definitely going to appreciate the music more like if I come over and it pops up on the Spotify playlist or whatever. I'm yeah. going to be like, hey, okay, I like it. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, all right, yeah. Because before I'm Trevor's like... Trevor's like twerking to Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh <my> go. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to know... Wait, can I, are we this... I mean, I'm assuming this is spoilers. It's American history, so it's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, spoilers. we'll enter the, enter the spoiler zone. I mean, it's not like, you know... Yeah, it's not super spoilers. It's nothing you it's... wouldn't have known from any. Well, some people don't know a lot. Of I mean, history. like the the basic story of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would. I would just say, you should really watch it. Uh, you can probably pretty easily get a free trial to Disney Plus if you don't already have it. So there's really no reason. I mean, this it was a cultural event for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. For and sure. Skepticism aside, and enjoyment of musicals aside, I think it's it's worth at least experiencing one time because it's. I mean, it's I, Abby would be better suited to say to speak to this, but it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. So, uh, yeah, big recommend. Mm-hmm. And I know Lin Manuel Miranda when he wrote it, like he wrote he wrote over the course of like years to yeah. write this musical because he w- he cared so much about how how he how it was presented, and he said like every line he wrote had to be his best line, every couplet he wrote had to be his best couplet, like, yeah. and and I think it. It shows a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's 100%. really good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's astounding that he wrote yeah. an entire three-hour rap opera about. Yeah. And I also read somewhere that like, like it's already like the Disney Plus version is two hours and forty minutes, and I read somewhere if it had everything was the same, but it was structured not through rap but through like normal musicals. It would be like six hours long. Yeah. Because some of the words, like in Guns and Ships, I think the average was like five words per second. Like it allows you to tell so much more of a story, so much more through that medium than like Les Mis or something else that's like so much slower. Yeah. That's why that song's a banger. Guns and Ships. I know. I love it. (laughs) I don't know any of the names of the songs. Which one is Guns and Ships? Guns and Ships is the one where Lafayette like has his super fast rap. Yeah. He, I mean, he's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Um, He's great. I know. So, um, spoil- did you guys? I oh yeah, spoilers out. But I just want to know if you guys had any favorite moments or favorite songs from the musical. I have favorite characters. Can I say okay. that? Okay. Yeah, I'm happy to hear. Loved the king. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the king was great. Hilarious. Just coming out. Oh man, he was hilarious. Um, yeah. George Washington's dope, and so is the guy that plays Lafayette and uh, Benjamin Franklin. Both of those characters are fantastic i love the way he portrays them and i love yeah his raps are great yeah, especially the like in like the debate one the couple yeah. of times those are, yeah I the love debates those. were sick i know the i love that they're dope. set up as like rap battles the, on the album they're called cabinet battle number one and cabinet battle number two they should be because that's awesome yeah. uh and then also uh angelica love her yeah. and also because she's the only actress i think other than Lin manuel miranda because i've seen him everywhere especially back when you guys talked about him in college and stuff a bunch it was like Lin-Manuel I'm like I don't know who that is and then you guys were like this man I'm like okay uh, <laughs> but Angelica I recognize because she is actually uh, a major character in a show I like called Altered Carbon she's oh. one of the oh. main characters no yeah. shit cool. I didn't know, I didn't that. know that I, I saw the her come on screen I'm like in... she is so familiar Yeah. where is she from the only from? thing I know her from outside of this musical is like it was like a random comedy with I think it was the one with Amy Poehler where she decides to like open a, a casino in her basement or something with her husband. Oh, oh the house. Yeah, yeah I the think house she, is classic. I'm pretty sure she was a character in that in that movie, like a side character. Huh. Damn, that's awesome. I, no, I she that's she's it. a pretty big character in that show. She's like the head of a. She appears pretty much only in flashbacks. But she's, like, the head of, like, the main character was, like, in a revolutionary group at one point, And she was the head of that and also his love oh. interest. Uh, really good character, too, in that show. Uh, season two sucks, unfortunately. But Rip. <laughs> watch season one. I highly recommend it. And she's in it. And she's great. Um, yeah. Just those were my three favorite characters. Nice. And all their moments were really good. I mean, Lin-Manuel's great, don't get me wrong, but Hamilton's Hamilton. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I liked the the king a lot. I didn't even know he was like a real big part of or I guess he's really not a big part he's of it. He comes songs. in yeah, comes in a couple of the songs, but he was hilarious. He's really funny. He was really Amazing. fucking funny. Yeah. Uh the way he like captures the stage is super funny and mm-hmm. like reacts to like the audience and stuff. Um I really liked his songs. I thought his voice was good. Yeah, he's really And good. um I also liked the guy who played um Hamilton's son and then the other guy. Anthony Ramos. Yeah. He was really funny. He's great. Yeah. He's <laughs> the, good. the faces that he would make even when he's just in the background is yeah. like it was so good. <laughs> and he's going to be actually playing um Lin-Manuel Miranda's first musical in the Heights, which is going to be a movie. He's playing the main character in the movie. Oh, that. really? Yeah. That's oh, fucking Anthony awesome. Ramos is. I didn't know That's that. cool. I knew yeah, he's great. I knew they were making a movie out of it, but I didn't know that he was going to be in it. That's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also liked the um, the the sister um, of his wife. I forget. Angelica. Uh, yeah, Angelica. yeah. Mm-hmm. She was she was great. Yeah. Her voice was amazing. Yeah, her voice is amazing. Yeah. And I feel like when I when I first listened to it, her voice was the one that captured me. But like over the to- over like the years that I've listened to it, I really love um, Eliza's voice. I yeah. think, which mm-hmm. is Philippa Sue. Her voice is so, like, beautiful and has, like, such a, like, sweetness to it almost. I mean, I'm sure that that's also, like, part of her acting because she's supposed to be that way. But I just love her voice in this. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember hearing, like, I know the name Philippa Sue because of how much people spoke about her after this play, after this musical, uh, like, popped off. But, I mean, Angelica, like, it's not even a comparison to me personally. Like, I... I am pissed that the Schuyler sisters aren't in this more. I'm pissed that Angelica is in London for the majority of the time. Like, <laughs> I, I would just, I'd rather honestly watch a musical about her living in London by herself <laughs> than, than this whole thing. I mean, she, the gravity that she has when she's on stage and is singing is just like absolutely fucking immense. Um, yeah, so she's definitely my favorite, despite how little she's in it. Um, I think it's hard for me not to say uh, Lafayette and Jefferson just because I, I mean, David Diggs is the only person I know outside of this film. He's a, he is actually a rapper. Uh, oh. He's in a, he's in a group called Clipping, uh, C-L-P-P-N-G period, that makes very abrasive and abstract hip hop. Uh, and it's like incredibly different, obviously, from this and is not even really my bag, but, like, I appreciate it, and I, I will listen to it more now just because I want to get more of a feel for how he is as an artist. But, I mean, his pure level of ability to rap is just, like, astounding. Um, and to do it in a French accent is just, like, absurd. So, yeah, yeah he was he's awesome. Um, I, I really, I don't like the character of Hamilton. Like, the guy's kind of a... Really? He's kind of a bastard. Like... Chris and I didn't really I like I thought him. that too. Isn't um, he literally a bastard? Yeah. Sure. They say yeah. it multiple times. He's yeah. literally a bastard. Yeah, I didn't mean it that way, but yes, pun accepted. <laughs> um, I, he's just like a really unlikable dude, and like I respect his grind and whatever. But I also, I, I, it's hard for me to separate whether I don't like Lin-Manuel Miranda as much as an actor or if it's just a character. Um, mm-hmm. And like obviously this is his brainchild, so I can't say that he's not talented because that first of all it's just not true but i mean the thing it is all it's all him uh which is unbelievable but i found myself way more captivated when he wasn't the center of attention um i also don't love the way he raps but that's just you know rap nerd yeah. uh particularity um if that's a phrase uh who else aaron burr was great i love the yeah. the recurring aaron burr sir i feel like we haven't yeah. we haven't mentioned Leslie, him um, Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Aaron Burr, was the only main cast person who wasn't there the night that we saw it. We saw it with his understudy. He was, like, on vacation or something that week. Oh, damn. That was the oh, understudy. Sad. He was great. He was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad. I don't remember his name, but he was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he is wonderful. Um, and honestly, like, I mean, you know, this gets into the narrative aspects, I guess, but it, a lot of the time it seems like Aaron Burr is kind of the protagonist and Hamilton's the antagonist, despite how mm-hmm. how it's framed. Uh, at least that's kind of yeah, how... Yeah, Aaron how Burr got fucked so many got times. Fucked, he did. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, like he got more... set up like a motherfucker. Yeah, so I feel many. like that was partially his fault, though, in my yeah, it opinion. Was, it was, I think so, too, because he... <clears> he I mean, if you're going into politics and you're never going to say what you stand for, then that's not a good politician. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's also modern politics. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like modern politics is a mix of being the most extreme you can possibly be 
and also not really saying anything at all. Yeah. So, but I mean, I would say there's a there's a place for for people who are moderate as well. I mean, you don't oh, always well, need to have extreme people. No, like, I hate extremes. I but you know. I think he should have. I, mean, said I don't something. actually know anything about the politics of Aaron Burr, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I read a little um, bit of his history after um, finishing up this because I wanted to see what happened to him after the fact. Yeah, because probably we're well got shit the, on. Yeah, we're definitely well in the spoilers zone now, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, like after he kills Hamilton, he like he gets forced out of the country essentially, and yeah, he but- tries to start revolutions in Mexico, I think, as well as somewhere else. And then ends he up- also tried oh. to like get an uprising of the South and like like separateness as like starting that as a separate country. Like he was like, yeah, like he he I don't know he was crazy. And then at the end, I think he went, ended up going back to being just a lawyer, but like his political name was like ruined because he tried to like essentially start that like a fraction of the South again. Tried yeah, to secede, and, and yeah. he murdered Hamilton. So, that too, yeah. Well, killed him in a duel, which is legal-ish. I think at the time it was legal. Well, they but said, like, oh, no, I was thinking of New Jersey when yeah, they said yeah, everything yeah. was legal. Was but that New was his son. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they, back they, they go to, to New Jersey spot, to yeah. do the duel. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I think that it was, like, the kind of thing where, like, it just like it wasn't illegal, but it wasn't done as much anymore at the time of Aaron Burr and Hamilton's That makes sense. Duel. I mean, you could tell the time passed because their clothes changed. My, Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My understanding. They were wearing all that, all the black dope suits with the weird cape thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> My understanding of duels from my little bit of extra knowledge of it, and also kind of they, they mention it in the play, is a lot of times after, like after a certain period of time when people would get more civilized, it was like both, it was basically a way for you both to concede that you're not giving up your side. But they would almost always either fire way off to the side or straight up in the air, like they were talking about in the play, because it was like neither one of them wanted to murder each other necessarily. (laughs) You didn't want to straight murder someone in cold blood. (laughs) It was a way of going, I am not conceding my point, but I'm not going to kill you over it, kind of, is what it evolved into. And that's what I think they were, it was supposed to be between Hamilton and Aaron Burr, but then... They even mention in the the song at that point, like he he wore his glasses. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton. And he was so. checking the trigger and everything. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, all the points were. I mean, it seemed like he was going to shoot. But Alexander it. Hamilton wore his glasses in other scenes in the musical. Only towards yeah. the end, but that was when he was old, well, I guess. Yeah. I think that was a, like part of the historical record as to why Burr yeah. actually shot was because those were the cues he picked up on. That like, so oh no, he's actually gonna shoot at me, and it was like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's yeah. Was Burr like not used to seeing him with glasses at that point or something? Like, did he get glasses only in his old age? I guess so, because he made a point that he said, oh, he's wearing his glasses, glasses, and he's an expert, or expert marksman, and all that. And yeah. he's like, I'm a terrible shot. I think that's. I think he just added that all up in his head, and he's like, he's gonna shoot me. I think yeah. he knew about the glasses. I think it was more the fact that like. If he wasn't gonna, if he wasn't planning on shooting, why would he bother to keep him on? I guess kind of yeah. thing, which is an argument. But if he does wear them all the time just to see, then that's not an argument, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's Trevor, a- were those guns that they used period correct? They seemed period correct to me. I'm sure they are. They did had, you, like, did you check IMFDB? I did not check IMFDB. Well, then what are you doing? What are you but doing? I, you're sponsored. Resident gun expert. Brain. God damn it. <laughs> Gun expert does not necessarily mean I am FDB looker upper. All right, yes, I have knowledge in here. All right, don't you I work c- for them? I, dude, that would be cool. I think they're like a wiki thing though, where like you don't actually work for. Ah, anybody. shoot! You could weasel your <laughs> way in, get to the top. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Uh, Very cool. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean they were flintlock pistols, man. That's that's about yeah, I'm it. Just joshing you. They're dueling pistols <laughs> as well. Dueling pistols are a very interesting thing if you ever look into those. They're, that's kind yeah, of yeah. They're cool. sweet. They've brought them on Pawn Stars before. Exactly. Yeah. It's cool things. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciate the call out right at the beginning because like it is history, so people do know the history of how things go down. But the call out right at the beginning with Aaron Burr in the opening song, like I'm the man that shot him. Yeah. Or I'm the fool, or I'm the damn fool. Damn fool. I'm the damn fool that shot him, and I'm like, I appreciate calling out 
essentially the villain, air quotes, uh, from the get-go. Because it is a historical piece, so we do kind of know the overhaul story. But I also just like a, I like a story where they kind of start with letting you know straight up, this is the bad guy. And he's going to be friends with the main character for a lot of this story. Well, friends, kind of. Yeah. And I, I do love a good call out like that. Like certain stories really <laughs> benefit from that. And I think this one definitely did in the yeah. little like nitpicks and like the little yeah. just pecks that they had at each other throughout the entire story where ultimately they were allies through most of it. But just they had little their little like disputes. Just dit, dit, dit. Uh, it was yeah. great. I loved it. And I, I think that also like what you're saying about him like announcing at the beginning like i'm the bad guy these people fought with him these people whatever like it's kind of part of like they step outside of the story a lot and like kind of talk like from modern times like how that happened but also like eliza is constantly talking about this narrative she's always talking about how she wants to be a part of it or she's going to remove herself from it um and even at the very end angelica says um the other all the other founding fathers story stories get told so i kind of feel like you know they do that a lot throughout the story like yes this is like this is them telling their story as it happens but they're not trying to shy away from the fact that the audience already knows every like most of it you know the audience knows that this is historical um but yeah i really like that part of it It it's really cool yeah um what do you guys think about the very end of it when eliza steps up to the stage and like does this big gasp like, what did you think about that part? What did you think was happening? Because that wasn't written into the script, but every woman who's played Eliza has done that. I wasn't sure what it meant. I'm not even going to lie. No, yeah. Like, that's what I wanted to know, because there's people online that say different things. Does like, that happen before she's... And she... Sorry, Jeff, go. No, you go. You go. Does that happen before she sings the song or after? It's at the very end is the last thing that happens. They all sing the song, and then at the very end, she gasps as she, like, looks up into the the audience. Feels like a dying breath at that point then, but I don't really know. Yeah. I was too... I mean, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. I was too wrapped up in the song to even really notice. I was crying, so... Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, when I first listened to it, and then when I watched... Because I didn't know that that happened until I watched the production of it. Um... That's what I assume because the whole thing is saying like when she meets Alexander again and how much she's done in her life. So it's like she's at the end of her life and then she even finally sees Alexander again and they like walk together towards the front of the stage and then she gasps. So I always just assumed that was her final breath and she finally sees God or heaven or Alexander, something like that. But there are people online that say um, maybe it's another instance of kind of breaking that fourth wall and looking out into the audience and seeing these are the faces of the people who are telling Alexander's story. Like, she physically sees the audience. You know? That's, that's not a bad interpretation either. That's dope. I like that meaning. I thought that was so <laughs> cool. Yeah. I didn't know. I really didn't know that that was something that people thought. But I think that's so interesting that, like, the whole, the whole last song is called Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. And at the very end... Here's Eliza Hamilton seeing that her husband's story is getting told. Has the actress not said anything? She has. She said she said that it's kind of just, um, she said sometimes it's death, sometimes it's this. She said it's just a moment of transcendence. It's kind of like what the audience wants to think it is. Like it's just a left open. Up to interpretation. Yeah. Gotcha. I take that. I love open-ended endings. Um, yeah. Yeah. I personally just had no idea. I was like, yeah. that was kind of well, weird. All right. Well, I didn't. I didn't realize that anyone didn't think that was dying because to me that was like the most straightforward answer. But then I liked the idea, and I also liked the idea somebody wrote like Lin Manuel Miranda as Hamilton is leading her to see the audience. Like it's kind of like, I mean, Lin. I think Lin Manuel Miranda already said like this isn't true because he. It's not like him as himself. It's him as Hamilton. But like just the like meaning of like the person who wrote this story about a basically forgotten founding father leading his wife to the audience to see that his story is getting told, which is something she cared so much about, is, like, so cool to me that, like, some people took that from it because that's not what I took. Yeah. That is yeah, cool. That is... Awesome. I, I do mm-hmm. like that. Dang, that... Yeah. 
it was cool. It was just a cool show. It was cool. <laughs> Cop thoughts? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, you have been. You have been kind. You've of been a very much yeah. will during an anime episode so far. <laughs> well, I feel like I am not super well versed in uh, in theater and musicals, so like I don't. Uh, and we <laughs> are. Wanna, <laughs> well, I feel like you guys have more opinions about it than I do. I was kind of just like. You know, I didn't like it as much as you guys, and I. But I don't want to sound like ignorant because I don't know as many of like, like the intricacies about it. Um, so I'm just, you know, I don't have as much to say. <laughs> Did you like anyone? Yeah, I already said who was my favorite um, earlier. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well. Right. <laughs> you liked the uh, the king. Yeah. Who else? The the guy who plays um, his son and then uh, and the other oh, right, right, right. Anthony character Thomas. and then the um, the lady who goes to London yeah Angelica, Angelica. I don't know any of their names <laughs> okay what about uh, favorite song is it just Guns and Ships um I like that song and I like um the uh, the rap battles that they do and then mm-hmm. I also like the the every time the king comes on I like his songs mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Cool. Because I think my favorite song has, like, changed so many times as I've listened to the album over and over. Like, it was Guns and Ship. It was Satisfied. But I think with this watching, at least, I mean, it could change tomorrow. But <laughs> the ones that I liked the best were actually, like, two of, like, the slower, sadder songs. But um, it's Quiet Uptown, which is the song right when his son dies. And then um, the, the final song, Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story, which mm. I've always liked that song. But I just think that they... I mean, it's Quiet Uptown. I love so much because I think he did such a good job of writing, like, like they really lost everything, you know? Like, he just published this pamphlet that destroyed their, or not destroyed their marriage, but, you know, like, he was cheating on her. Their son dies, and then they're at their lowest, and when he, when they hold each other's hands and the whole, like, ensemble cast sings forgiveness, I just think that is, like, such a good moment in this musical that Eliza somehow finds it in her heart to forgive this man who has been not a good husband, who gave the guns to her son that inevitably killed him, and she still opens up her heart and still forgives him, and in the end still fights to tell their to tell his story. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it. Yeah. What's... Yeah, why would she stay with him? Yeah, that's <laughs> what yeah, I wanted to get to that. Like, I mean, she loved him. She loved him. They had children together. You know? Yeah. I guess. How many kids did they have? They had more than that they one had, kid? Yeah, they had more than that kid. I don't know how many, but... None of the other matter. ones matter, apparently. Not in this musical, no. Yeah, not, <laughs> not narratively. Who cares? What's the song called where uh, Angelica sings about being in love with him? Satisfied. Okay. That fucking song... Yeah so good it ended and Riss and i both just like looked at each other and we're just like crying like fuck man like yeah. that's i mean i that's i cry a lot <laughs> i cry a lot so it's not a it's not really that big a deal for me but she's not a huge movie crier and she was crying there and it was just mm-hmm. like yeah man what an absolute fucking gut punch and she rapped really fucking well on that song too um yeah. she did a good job god damn that was so good yeah. Well, between this and last episode, we cry at very different things. I know. I I know. And I, I respect you we for... We cry over very different I respect you for not... Uh, yeah, I mean, because when you were saying you were crying in Gurren Lagan, I was like, how in the fuck is this making him cry? <laughs> but like, yeah, like that's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of, of art, man. It's just like... it's Gurren Lagan yeah. is fucking amazing, Will. Just fuck off. <laughs> Let's not... We can't. Um, we can't even bring that up in this episode. Yeah. They're so different. Like we can't even talk about that. No, but it would be disrespectful. Out that, like it would be disrespectful to Abby to bring up Gurren Lagann in this episode. Because yeah. you're just gonna sour That's my fair. I just had to bring Fucking it up. Says you will. <laughs> I just had to bring up how different. Like as soon as you said cry, I'm like. Wow, we yeah. are very different human beings. Yeah, dude, and I mean that's the thing too. Is like I wasn't even crying about. I mean, obviously that's a very emotional song, but like. Even when she sang in the Skylar Sisters song, which also mm-hmm. hugely underrated bop. We haven't mentioned that song at all. And that song is That's an amazing a song. Fucking that was banger. also one of my favorite songs for the for a while. So good when they introduce each other. All the songs are just really good. Yeah. 
Honestly. Those those two, I just love the Skyler sisters. I think they're fucking awesome. But I cried yeah. in that first song, and there wasn't even any story. I was just crying because her voice was so powerful. Uh, which again, it's not yeah. a, really a thing that has ever happened to me too much. Like, but obviously, my dad. You know, I I guess it's from my dad <laughs> being a fucking softie. Yeah. So. Hereditary. <laughs> 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 <don't know>. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um. Very cool. Yeah, I liked. Uh, uh, I, I liked it all. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah. I really like the rotating floor. Like, I have to point that out. That rotating floor that's all yeah, throughout. Yeah, that's cool, like, right? The way they use it, because it's got the two circles that can move either independently or together. That was so mm-hmm. cool. And the way they utilize it's it. It's really cool. My favorite yeah. part of, util- of, like, my favorite utilization of that is, I think it's got, I know Eliza's on it, but I think somebody else was on it talking to him at first. And then, and then Eliza, Eliza spins around and is now facing him. Mm-hmm, and she's not facing yeah. him like at all up until she gets right to that point. And I'm like, yeah, I can't think of what song that happened in, but oh. I know what you're talking about. I love it. Yeah. I loved that. I was like, yeah, I saw her looking away. I was like, she's going to end up looking right at him, isn't she? And mm-hmm. then she did. I was like, oh, that was. Yeah, I love that. I love I, I, love, I love technical that. stuff like that. I'm sorry. And the um, the set designer, his name is David Corrins. He actually commented on my Instagram post once. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, he said that he did that because. Not only was it, like, it's supposed to kind of be, like, a, a whirlwind when Hamilton is, like, being introduced to all these key players in the revolution and stuff, but also, like, that whole song about, this, this is called Hurricane, but when he's talking about the hurricane that destroyed everything and he wrote his way out through everything, I think it's kind of supposed to be, like, symbolically, like, that kind of stuff, you know? Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for that song yeah. especially, but just the way they use it throughout, I thought it was just really nice. Yeah, it's cool. It I was, like in um, Say No to This when Mariah Reynolds is, like, walking in place on it, kind of, you know? Yes. Yep. I like it gets through that, that strut, but she's not, like, going away from the audience, which is kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, it's, such a, it's such a cool, just subtle, not a prop, but I guess it's technically a prop that everyone gets to utilize. And yeah. it just makes so much more emphasis on certain actions. And oh, I just, I had to bring it up. Like, it, like, it was my only starred note. Like, oh. I put that revolving floor is awesome. And then I, like, had to star it to make sure I talked about it. Like, Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, it's amazing. it's a cool stage. Yeah, speaking cool of stage. the set direction, though, I was surprised that um, it really doesn't change, like, at all. No. They just bring in a couple, like, things. They bring in, like, yeah. the chairs and, like, the lamp posts and the floor rotates and stuff. But, like, everything else stays exactly the yeah. same. I actually, and I didn't notice it when I um, when I watched it through, but I read that they... Like, and that was done on purpose by David Corrins to, like, especially at the first, um, the first half of the musical to show, like, this country is being built. So it's kind of, like, industrial. It's got brick and scaffolding and, like, that kind of thing. And then they said in the second half that, like, the walls got higher or something. I didn't notice it at all. I didn't but, either. But I, didn't that, I think, yeah, I didn't notice it. But they said that that's, like, to show, like, oh, this country has grown and that kind of stuff. But I, I didn't I guess. I thought it. it was just a cool period, like, kind of period-looking set mm-hmm. neat the raw wood and brick and stuff i thought it was cool yeah, yeah, yeah but cool i kind of expected like when they were in different places for it to change but yeah. i'm just thinking of like other plays like when we went to go see like book of mormon and everything yeah. changes fucking drastically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever stuff whenever they go to different places like when they go to hell or orlando yeah. or whatever the spooky mormon hell dream yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think that just um, that speaks to the the power and the quality of the writing of the show that you don't even yeah like i didn't even fucking think about the set and like obviously those are usually a huge part of every of every musical that i've seen at least um I didn't even think about it until you just brought it up. So that, again, that just, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, uh... Yeah. I mean, I thought about it, but I wasn't nearly as captivated as you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find things to focus on. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than, the, other than the clock, I was trying to find oh things to focus God. on. What's the... Oh, Jesus. The actual clock. I could tell that he didn't like it, too, because we weren't going to talk about it before we recorded the episode, but I could just tell he was, like, fidgeting so much and, like, moving around so much on the couch. I was like, he hates it. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like that's, like, everyone's thought, like, before we start recording, it's like everyone hated this. Oh, I was prepared 
that nobody was gonna like it because I didn't think any of you were huge musical people, so I was like, I'm I thought be... Will was gonna hate it because he fucking so told too. me he hates musicals. I am so fucking liar. That Will loved it. I'm so happy <laughs> that he loved don't it. Don't dab oh on me, you piece of shit. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I agree with Will's that with Will's opinions in the episode. Yeah, still stands. That's I, I did. I smiled at that because I was like, hell yeah, because I knew I, I was coming in with a with a good review. Um, yeah. Is is there much history for musicals being turned into film or like having film versions because I think a, a lot of a lot of the I guess like I mean literal like barrier for entry about f- musicals is like they're so hard to see and like especially yeah if you're not, you know, in New York or <laughs> you don't have a bunch of disposable income it's like they're really inaccessible. Yeah. So is are there other like yeah. good versions like this? Well, there are a lot of musicals that are movies, but not so much, like, filmed on the stage, like, just filming a production. Like, it's, like, a movie adaptation of a musical. Yeah. Um, the only ones that I can think of are, like, super old musicals that I used to listen to when I was a kid, which was, like, My Fair Lady and The Music Man. Um, those kind were, like, I don't, I'm assuming there was a, a theater production first before the movie, but yeah. I'm not really even sure which one was first. But I'm pretty sure in those cases it's um, the musical, well, like the theater. Sometimes they also do, like, uh, I know AMC has, like, Fathom events uh, oh, yeah, where true. they, like, will sometimes be theater. It'll be plays mm. and stuff that they'll show that have been recorded. Yeah. I've never on never went to one. No. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know when they were showing, but they would play in the previews. Yeah. They were like, Fathom event, coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. But those are those would be like ballets or like operas. Like, yeah. You know, but it's, I mean, still production. It's people but... on stages is yes, what I'm talking people about. people on stages, yeah. <laughs> They're on uh, stage. It's all the same thing, They're right? on a stage. <laughs> I was like, get to the thing. I'm trying to watch freaking Tom Cruise or something. <laughs> Big shout out to oh The Music God. Man and uh, My Fair Lady. Those are both They're great. banger-ass musicals. Oh, yeah, I love them. I love Music Man. Oh, good. I was too. in a high school production of The Music Man. Who were you? Nobody. I was a part of oh. the marching band, but I, okay. I like dressed up and was like on the stage. And I, I mean, it was terrible. I hated every second of it because uh, I, <laughs> I'm still getting over decades of stage fright. But um, wait, so now this yeah, fucking guy was, was in a musical, but it, but before <laughs> before musical was his least you... favorite um, medium, and he fucking hated him in quotes. And he said, "Why do you bring Rocket Man in quotes?" <laughs> when did so I you know what? Don't fuck yourself, man. Will. <laughs> And now he's talking about he loves these other two musicals. Yeah, he's like, all these musicals are great, actually. I'm kind of like an auteur, Abby. I don't know if you knew this. (laughs) I'm holding wine. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) Yeah, you you can't see it. Listen to the podcast, but on my screen, underneath my face, I have a... Dude's got a chalice. uh, No, what the fuck? I'm trying to think, like, what is it? Like a title card? A placard? A lower third? My little name is, like, right here, and it's like... It says, I'm William Stickles, and I'm a fucking musical auteur. That's what it says. That's, that's a really, that's a really uh, convoluted way to explain a very, uh, terrible fucking It was a lower bit, thirds. But lower thirds. Yeah. Shout out to my film people right there. Lower third. <laughs> Classic lower third. Um, Abby, what are your favorite musicals beyond Hamilton? Um, Everything Lynn Manuel Miranda. Well, I do. I mean, that's pretty much just in the in Heights, the heights Hamilton, in this, yeah. which is true. I do yeah. love both of those. Still got to see in the Heights. Yeah, I know. When it comes out, they had to delay the movie because of all the COVID stuff. But when it comes out, I'm definitely gonna see it. Um, Same. I also love this musical called The Last Five Years. There's a movie. Oh well, there's also a movie of that one with Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan. So good. It tells this like it tells their love story, but each song is from one of their point of views, and they're on different timelines. So at the beginning of the movie, the girl is heartbroken that they're not together, and the guy is just falling in love. And at the end of the movie, the girl is in love, and the guy has just left. Like 500 Days of Summer. It's 500 Days of Summer. But the but, opposite. Well, 500 Days of Summer is kind of like just like more random little days. Is that so much like opposite timelines? I don't know. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the antagonist in that movie. Manic he's, Pixie he's Dream Girl, Zoe Deschanel, I mean, right? It's one of my favorite movies, but it's, I know, yeah. he's, not, <laughs> he's not like... When I watched it when I was younger, I was like, wow, Summer Flynn is not a good person. And then when I watch it when I'm older, I'm like, wow, this guy needs to fucking chill. <laughs> also, while we're getting some rapid-fire um, Abby knowledge, can yeah. you tell us why uh, you thought Rocket Man wasn't a musical? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, when he asked me, I didn't remember. I couldn't I remember how to explain Rocket it. Rocket <laughs> Man is so, it's so weird because I'm like, every reason that I have for it not being a musical, I can think of a musical with that same thing. So I was like, oh, That's well, fine. the music wasn't written for, um, like, theater it was just like rock music but there have been other musicals like that there's one about i think carol king's life which i'm sure has her songs i haven't seen it um i don't know it's doesn't feel like it just doesn't feel like one you know (laughs) i'm not sure it just kind of felt like it's just a musical biopic but i wouldn't say it's a biopic musical like what it is is a biopic with music yeah i mean yeah I don't, I don't have a good reason though, and I'm probably wrong. So. <laughs> no, that's a, was it that's me? a great Wait, which reason. Which one of us said that was that they didn't think it was a musical either, or they did, or I, I think I thought it was a musical. Had... Yeah, I think. I think it was you, Trevor. Trevor yeah, I think Trevor said. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I can't oh remember. God. It was a while ago, man. <laughs> Trevor's on his fucking 18th uh, bush apple. <laughs> Just high on this is my... wood glue fumes. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing some woodworking. You know what? That might, that maybe, but no, like, dude, I gotta ration these bush apples, man. They only made them for like five days. Um, but yeah, <laughs> do you have any other musicals that uh, you really loved or would recommend for people that um, also love Hamilton? Because I feel like there's well, a lot of people out there that just love Hamilton yeah. and haven't really. I mean, here's the thing: if you're if you're not a musical person like Jacob. You won't you won't like these probably because it's it's just not Will he is a musical person <laughs> <laughs> yeah Will loves musicals it's just he'll it's turn be, it's I think it'll be different like if I showed you the last five years of the movie for yeah. instance it's not like they filmed a theater production it's a movie where they sing yeah so, so I would probably like it more so you'd probably like it more like I loved Grease but then, when you oh showed my it to God, me Greece is <laughs> ridiculous but at the end of the day it's still gonna be a story told through song um, yeah. I still, I think The Last Five Years is great. I also love Something Rotten, which is, like, a really funny musical about um, Shakespeare and, like, a guy who wants to be as good as Shakespeare, like a playwright. Um, Mm. It's very funny. Um, Oh, right. You always play me that one song. Yeah, 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 I do. Um, What is it called again? It's a musical. It's a musical. That's a a fucking great song. You guys should look up that song. It's really funny because it's just Talking about how they hate musicals. Yeah, it's just making fun of musicals (laughs) the whole time. Um, Uh... I'm trying to think. Let me pull up my... Uh, I have a Broadway playlist. So let me see what other um, shows are on there that I'm really liking. Yeah, this is good. So cause... while you're looking that up, I do I do want to mention something real yeah. quick about this. So Abby mentioned earlier how if this was like written like a traditional musical, it would have been like, what, six hours long? Yeah, or something, something like, like that? that. Like at the pace of it, so yeah. I feel like that the reason that... Like I usually, when we write, do stuff i have like a ton of notes and i feel like the reason i only have one page of notes for this is thinking back if they didn't do the music portion of it this would have been like 30 minutes i think i think this would have been really short if they hadn't like if it was not all the songs and everything it was just them telling the story so you I mean like, like this a would history have been book? really short <laughs> You mean like not at all a musical at yeah. all? <laughs> Still, no, it's, yeah, I guess. You mean okay? I guess, but like that's I think my reasoning for it not being so long is that there's not really notes you can take while they're singing. You can take notes about a couple of the lines, but then a lot of those lines get repeated and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Not really. I do. I get it. I I uh, thanks, man. We had a similar thing. Like the, for the first, I would say, thirty minutes. We had no fucking idea what was going on because the sheer amount of information that is crammed into those opening songs. I mean, it happens pretty much throughout the entire the entire production, but I think you get kind of acclimated to like paying attention to certain things. But like, no, I still have no idea really, what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So like, it it was really hard to follow, and like, I'm not a big history guy. Like, so a lot of this shit was new to me. Um, or, like, just stuff that I knew tangentially. So, like, plot-wise, me and Riss were just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what the... I mean, this is awesome, but I have no idea what's happening. But I, I think that that speaks to the fact that it would be a six-hour sung musical, uh, if that's a term. But just because the sheer amount of information you can pack into a rap song is just, like, fucking bananas. Especially when David is rapping. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I've come up with more musicals, yeah. just so you know. Good, um, Also, that, I, that was my one little thing. I love just... um, Spring Awakening, which actually um, the guy who plays the king 
in Hamilton was in the Jonathan original Groff. Broadway cast. Yep, Jonathan Groff. He was in the original Broadway cast of Spring Awakening. That one is so good. Um, I've also just started listening to the Mean Girls musical because my friend and I saw that um, like probably a few months ago. That that one's pretty good too. It's very funny. Um, huh. But yeah, I think that my favorite. I mean, my favorite musical is In the Heights because. I listened to that one growing up, and it just has a special place in my heart. But Waitress, Last Five Years, Hamilton, those are all pretty close. And Something Rotten. I cool. do love Something Rotten. Yeah, because I... Is the Mean Girls... Oh, sorry. No, Trev, go. Yours is relevant. Uh, did, <laughs> did the Mean Girls uh, musical get made after the fact? And was it also made... Yeah, yeah. Okay, was it also made by Tina Fey? Didn't she make Mean she, Girls? Yeah, she was a producer on it. Oh, okay. Just yeah. curious. All right. Yeah, it's pretty similar to the movie but they they take some liberties like some plots of the story are different but it's pretty much the same general i mean anytime you adapt something from one medium to the other you have to take some liberties to make it work for the new medium like yeah like why a book can't be a direct translation to a screen no like uh when did it come out did they like try to modernize it more or something Um, because i mean the movie came out in like the early 2000s now let me see right just real quick, Trevor. Uh, I mean, that says 2018. The Thomas Pynchon oh, book. Oh, yeah, so that's pretty The recent. Thomas Pynchon book, Inherent Vice, and the P.T. Anderson movie, Inherent Vice, are almost one-to-one. Uh, incredible. Almost, though that's the thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's as one-to-one as you can get adapting a Pynchon novel. I think it's the best. It's the best. The fucking best. I, I, appre- like, I don't want anything to change. Don't get me wrong. When yeah. I see like a book translated to a movie, I don't want any changes. But I appreciate that some changes do have to be made depending on the story itself. There's some things that just don't translate right to screen if you tried to do it that, so that you have to take some liberties. But there's other stuff like the Percy Jackson books. That's my biggest pet peeve of all time is that those movies. Freaking Percy Jackson. Those movies screwed up those books so bad. Never seen them. Never read them. The books are great. The movies Never are terrible. Never read them either. Yeah, no. The movies are literally like the worst adaptation i think i've ever seen from anything isn't that ever. uh just harry potter fanfic no <laughs> <laughs> no it's not anyways lightning bolt on. scar lightning thief no there's no lightning bolt <laughs> come on they both I, have uh characters named voldemort i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they both take place at hogwarts trevor what are you yeah, talking yeah, about trevor, trevor you sound really dumb right get now get off oh, those no. fucking bush apples dog um <laughs> anyway, they're delicious. I, thank you for humoring that question, Abby, because I my knowledge of musicals I think is like really stodgy and old. Like my parents are are old, so I know like a lot of like the My Fair Lady Music Man type shit. Uh I don't really yeah. I'm in the same boat. That's what I grew up yeah, on. I don't have like a ton of frame of reference for like what is a popular musical in the last twenty years besides Hamilton. Um or Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've i seen a good amount of musicals, I would say. Like, I saw Wicked. Um, and then... Yeah, I love Wicked. We, uh, we have a family friend named Lynn Ahrens, who... Uh, she, like, wrote the lyrics for Ragtime and Once on This Island and Susicle. Um Oh, wow. Yeah. So her, uh, her and her music partner, Stephen Flaherty, like... I think she worked with my dad in advertising, like, back in the 60s or 70s, so I saw, like, a bunch of her stuff because we knew her and felt that it was important to go mm-hmm. see her shit, but I was, like, 10, and I, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm, I gotta go all the way to fucking Manhattan and sit in the fucking theater for four <laughs> hours and then drive back. I just remember playing fucking Game Boy in the car, you know? That was that was all I remember, so... Uh, yeah, so I was What were you playing? Uh, God... There was a fire-ass wrestling game on Game Boy Advance that <laughs> I really loved. It said it had something to do with, it was like Impact. Was it WWC versus NWO? No, it was a knockoff. It it didn't have any like uh, real deal <laughs> WWE guys. So because that game was the fucking bomb on the N sixty four. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I, my first system was a three sixty, so I was like a Game Boy, uh, like budget-ass PC gamer until I was fifteen, but. Uh, probably either the wrestling game. Come back to us, Will. Nah, uh, or like Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. The Game Boy Tony Hawk ports were pretty solid. Um, I was big into those. All right. uh, anyway, Hamilton episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got any other stuff about Hamilton? Um. 
I got uh, like a little fun fact yeah, that yeah. the um, the scene where um, Eliza comes in to tell Hamilton that Lawrence died, the letter from his dad. Um, that is the only part of the musical that's not on the cast album. It's not a recorded song. Um, I didn't know why, but uh, I read that Lin-Manuel Miranda basically said that he liked it when he was a kid. He would listen to a cast album, and then he'd go in, and there'd be things he didn't know happened. But with this musical, everything is song. There's no real, like, dialogue. So he wanted to keep that as, like, the only thing that's actually, like, a little scene and... That's the only one that's not on the hmm. on the album. That's pretty cool. I, I dig right. that. Yep. That's a oh, good also, actually, other fun fact I didn't think about it. Speaking of something brought in, before it was on Broadway, it was at a theater called The Public. And when it was there, the person who played the king was Brian Darcy James, who is a main character in Something Rotten. <laughs> All right. That's my other fun Word. fact. <laughs> I will say the fact that every bit of dialogue in this was sung mildly annoyed me i guess i was like waiting for like is someone just gonna te- uh, speak at some point like are we gonna get anyone to just talk and not sing everything and nope. i didn't even recognize mm-hmm. like at that point in this like production i i guess turned it off at that point that i wasn't hearing any dialogue everyone was singing everything so i don't even remember that that wasn't actually that wasn't kind of was it still sung a little bit though um it still i think felt- it was like I think it was kind of talked a little bit, maybe like a little singy. I don't know. Mm. Maybe a little bit both. But it wasn't that... Sorry, he didn't mean to say, like, that's the only dialogue. He just meant to say that's the only part that's just not on the album. That's the only, like, scene. Because everything else is, like, song. But that's not really a song. That's just, like, a little cut. That's a little scene. Mm. I think that's more what he meant. Not so much, like, dialogue versus song. Okay. Because my only experience yeah. with musicals has been, like, movies that are musicals where mm-hmm. it's dialogue and then song about dialogue and then dialogue again. Yeah. So I was not expecting every single yeah. thing to be sung. And I was a little surprised, actually, about that. It was I, – I guess I grew I grew to, like, not – I was at first I was like, okay, okay. You just have to get used to it. I yeah. think I got used to it by the end. but Yeah. I was, um, yeah, that was very different. Yeah, some for me. musicals are like that. I think Les Mis is also all song. I don't think mm. there's any dialogue in it. Um, but there, it just depends. Some have dialogue, some don't. Is the movie like that too? Uh, I don't remember. I saw the movie. So I long think ago. they, I <laughs> think they sure. do sing the entire movie. I haven't seen it, but I remember hearing about. Yeah. about I've seen like a scene, and I think they were singing in that. So that's kind of that's weird. pretty much came the out like the same riot. night as Django Unchained, and I went to go see Django instead. Django. Because <laughs> um, I remember there was a huge line for Les Mis. Yeah. And we were like, what are you guys going to see? And they were like, Les Mis. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because like, the yeah. thing says Les Miserables yeah. or whatever. I was like, what's this fucking nerd talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, I would have been that person in line. I saw it right they when were it theater came out, kids, And it was just me and a bunch of kids from my drama class. And we all went together to see it. It was me and the boys seeing Django <laughs> on <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Day. Um a <laughs> uh, quick shout out to Jonathan Groff. I need to like see more stuff that he's in. He's in Mindhunter, the David Fincher yeah. Netflix show. Um, oh, cool! I've heard of he's that. He's like a like a. It's about the detectives who, like, establish, uh, searching for serial killers essentially, and like who learn about, cool. you know, they like go and interview serial killers in prison to like learn why they do this or whatever. It's incredibly fucking dark, and I haven't finished it, but he's the main character in it, and it's really hilarious to see him, like, in this setting, because he's so, like, very different, obviously, in that show. And I know Riz knows him from Glee, too. She loves him on Glee. Um, Yeah, I was about to say, he's in Glee. He was... Actually, he was in Glee with Leah Michelle, and Leah Michelle and him were stars of Spring Awakening. Oh, I didn't know she was in, in Spring Awakening. That's dope. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. the The king shit. Like, I laughed so hard every time he came on screen. Like, he's just so yeah, so funny. And the writing of those songs in particular was really great. Like, I I thought that mm-hmm. it did a really good job of uh, portraying that whatever the fuck. It just started raining, yeah. and I forgot what I was saying. So sorry. 
<laughs> and I, I also just want because we haven't talked about him, but I just want to shout out Christopher Jackson who plays George Washington because he was also in In the Heights. He was like Lin Manuel Miranda's character's best friend in In the Heights. I love him. I think he has such a good voice. Yeah. I think he's so talented, and we haven't talked about him, so I just wanted to say shout out Christopher Jackson. Yeah, he's really wonderful too. I I need to see In the Heights. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how, but I guess I have to wait for the movie. But or you can just listen to the music. Yeah. The music's on Spotify. True. I have friends who love it. There you go. So, awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah. There you I go. Put, Another yeah, one. Yeah, one of my notes was... Okay. Well, yeah, one of my notes was that George Washington is really cool. So... Yeah. That's... Like, I just wanted to say that. I liked him. I did like him a lot. Yeah, he was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's cool. And then the in the song where he's saying goodbye, that the speech that he's giving is his is real it's like his real lines from his farewell address they didn't like write that. damn that's, that's awesome cool. i appreciate that mm-hmm. a lot but yeah oh yeah yeah i don't think i have any other fun facts that was it they right were great <laughs> everything was great well uh yeah thank you so much for for bringing hamilton yeah i finally got to see it episode now. and yeah. the first guest episode yeah really uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on abby yeah we appreciate yeah. it it was great thanks for listening and Thanks for watching and approaching it with an open mind. I know you guys aren't musical people, but... Except for Will. Except for Will. Yeah. Will loves musicals. <laughs> Will is a big music buff. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. Musical buff. That's my big heel turn for the pod. Uh, I'm secretly, <laughs> secretly a musical I've guy. I've become an anime boy, and Will's become a musical boy. <laughs> I'm, I'll this take podcast, I'll What take am musicals. I going to become? I've, I haven't... I haven't hated anything. Really. You're already so in. Just still you're already in your final cowboy, form, my dude. You're already in your final form, Trevor. <laughs> um, no, I need more forms. I got to get more powerful. Our IM, IMFTB weeb. Don't worry, we'll combine. Yeah. <laughs> IMFT. Oh, that just sounds like I'm the worst kind of human. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that's not the case. Um, awesome. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Do they? I don't know about that. I think you guys think that too. All I right, no, pull, no, up, no, Trevor, no, pull up, Trevor. Pull up, Trevor. <laughs> all right sweet well uh thank you guys so much for listening thank you abby for being on the podcast yeah, and uh we'll catch you guys for the next episode where i bring my pick um so see you guys in the next episode goodbye bye, bye.